0: It's episode four of the Davis Locker feel-good film series and we're limbered up and ready to get a sweat on with two sporting true stories. If you can dodge a wrench,
1: you can dodge a ball. You've just entered the Davis Locker.
0: And welcome to the Davis Locker. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm your host, Chris Davis. And with me, as always, it's the heartbreak kid himself. Macho man, Randy Sausage. It's Gazza How's it going, pal? I'm all right. How are you? What do you know?
1: Hey, I tell you what. Big news in the Davis household. Okay. Obviously, we're in lockdown. And about a month and a half ago, we um, ordered a Karcher pressure watcher. So we went Ooh. out this morning so we've got a path obviously leading up to the house kind of a grey stone as you'd imagine in fact it's only bloody yellow it looks like the yellow brick road out there mate it's
0: (laughs) unbelievable i'm well chuffed with it happy with it yeah (laughs) oh mate it's excellent well good are you going to start dressing like dorothy and running up and down it
1: if i would have had the outfit i would have had it on today chris Dorothy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's i tell you what that wicked witch is scary in that film. I don't oh, care I what anyone says. I don't care how old, how old you are. She's always scary. Yeah, agreed. Oh, She's terrible. Same as a child catcher. Chitty chitty bang bang. Could be the same person. They look very always similar, scary. don't they? <laughs> they do look similar. Anyway, we're supposed to be making people feel good, aren't we? Of course. You know what we do. What we're doing today, Gat?
1: So yeah, as you say, we're looking at two real life sports movies and we uh, we obviously taken a poll on Twitter. We're still taking that on Twitter and Facebook. Let us know what you want to see on this Feel Good film series. We're doing this for you guys. We're hoping to get a load of discussion all over social media and YouTube. And one that came out very, very highly was Cool Runnings. Of course. And Karate Kid. So I was like, yes, I got the Karate Kid top on. But Chris, my esteemed colleague, said, Ah, sports films carry much more weight if they're true stories. So that's why we've chosen also Fighting With My Family. Those are the two we're looking at today.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot we could have looked at, isn't there? But we went for a sort of a classic from sort of back in our youth and one that's a bit more modern, a bit more contemporary. So without further ado, on your marks, get
1: set, feel good, go! The first film we're gonna look at is Fighting With My Family which was released in 2019. It was directed by funny man Stephen Merchant and produced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It tells of the true story of how Wrestler Paige left a working class family in pursuit of WWE glory. Right let's check out the trailer Run VT! That? Give me no remote. No, you been... it. off. Zack, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? You really want to choke her out in the lot of fingers? Yeah. Now pull it tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now she's in trouble.
0: Oh, wait, I know you. You're from that weird family, aren't you? We're not weird. We don't like wrestling. How
1: do you know if you've ever been? I've never had rectal bleeding before, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> How about I shove her head up your ass and then we can find out?
0: Hello. My name is Hutch Morgan. I'm calling from WWE. Would like both
1: of you to come try out for us. It's all fake, anyway. What? Sorry
0: about that. It's The Rock.
1: We're huge fans. Thank you so much. What advice would you give us? We want to be the next you. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting The Rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years? You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist? Please, sir,
0: may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's The Rock's advice, shut your mouth.
1: Thanks, Dwayne. Got it. Good morning, wrestling nerds. Well, this is where we see whether or not you get to go on to WWE. This is our shot, Doug. Hello. Why do you want to wrestle? I'm the toughest bastard in any room. Probably shouldn't swear. not when there's ladies present. Sorry, miss. Sorry about that. If I call your name, that means you'll be coming with me to Florida. Paige. Thank you all very much. You have to take my brother. No one deserves this more than Zach. I wish you the best, son, but this is the end of the line for you. Do you know what it's like to want one thing in life and then your own sister takes it away from you? It was my dream, too. I have
0: no idea who I'm supposed to be out there.
1: You're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for the family.
0: I myself have come from a wrestling family, too. I know exactly what it means to you. But don't worry about being the next me. Be the first you.
1: What? It's Dwayne Johnson. How are you? Prove it. If you're some man, What the rock ...is cooking. Yeah, and I'm Vin Diesel, mate. I'm sorry. So there you go that was the trailer for Fighting with My Family and it was a bit of a surprise hit from last year but I I really enjoyed it how about yourself Chris
0: Yeah it was really good wasn't it I mean we went to see it together didn't we in the Odeon in Wrexham Yeah uh oh, 15 quid a ticket or something shocking <laughs> I'm usually a 5 quid a go view man you know nothing wrong with that Um and yeah I really really enjoyed it I've got to say it was um way better than I was expecting mm. I mean I'm And I'm a huge fan of Stephen Merchant, Um, obviously he's he's known mostly for his partnership with Ricky Gervais on The Office, Extras, Life's Too Short etc, but he's done a bit of acting himself, he was in um, Logan, he's just been recently in Jojo Rabbit, so you know, I'm a big fan of him, very funny guy and I've always loved him, so I was kind of, I was worried in a way, I was thinking, oh, I love Stephen Merchant, this isn't going to tarnish his legacy with me is it, you know, and luckily yeah, pleasantly surprised. Obviously, based on uh, a 2012 documentary about Paige and her family, it's obviously a true story, as we alluded to already. Uh, The documentary's called um, The Wrestlers uh, Fighting With My Family. And I must admit, whilst I really do enjoy the film, I think the documentary's better.
1: Oh yeah, it's class. the the char- the characters. Mm. You, it's one of those where you watch it, and a little bit like Tiger King in some respects. You have to kind of yeah. keep reminding yourself that these are real people. It's like this is not <laughs> a, a mockumentary; these are actually real people, and and they're kind of yeah. larger than life characters. And I think that's what very kind very of true. drew the rock to it. I mean, I think he was over yeah. here and um, what doing Fast and the Furious six, I think, was, yeah. and he saw yeah. a documentary late, really late on. Channel Four, and he thought I'm kind of in love with this this story. So yeah, yeah I, I want to really jump on board with this. Yeah.
0: Well, he'd worked with Merchant on the Tooth Fairy, and I think that was in 2010. And so obviously he got in touch with him, and he said, you know, what do you think of this? Should we do something for it? And Merchant said, yeah, I'll write it, and we'll direct it, and then, and it went from there. And now we have this, you know, fully fledged film, and it's it's really a really really enjoyable, like I say, a true story that you can't, in some ways, you couldn't even make it up. Yeah this one it's one of those and like we say with that documentary i mean it's so heartfelt in a lot of ways so unbelievable in a lot of ways a very touching documentary mm. you know like that like you say the characters are really larger than life um her dad for example uh ricky i think his name is, is his name ricky in the documentary
1: yeah yeah, rowdy, is, ricky yeah um,
0: rowdy ricky Knight, rowdy ricky Knight, played by uh, nick frost in this and who plays him really well? I don't think uh, the real Ricky was that enamoured with Nick Frost being cast as him originally. He wanted to. He wanted uh, Ray Winston. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> but when he, I think when he saw him, he goes, "Yeah, he's alright, isn't he, you know, or whatever he said." Um, yeah. So a family from Norwich and, re- the documentary is really a stunning kind of piece for me. I think um, there's so many bits in it that you think, "God, this this has to be a film." Yeah. This has to be a film. And, I, and I, I saw the documentary after I knew about the film being made, but uh, it just blew me away. It blew me away.
1: Yeah, and like you say, that, that kind of the whole s- story of it, I know it's real life, it's, mm. it is kind of a real rags to riches because these guys are proper yeah. working class. I mean, you could yeah. probably say chavs. If you, if people were looking at it, that's the type of moniker someone would yeah. say of this group of people. But they've got a big yeah. hearts. They're just trying to make ends meet. Yeah. They, they've got their own kind of amateur wrestling federation. They're trying. Yeah. To, they're going all over like seedy pubs, very small yeah. halls, trying to just scrabble some money together. Yeah. I mean, Ricky himself, it, it's well documented in in the documentary that he had a life of crime before this. So it kind of shows, yeah. and he's kind of on the verge. If if this doesn't kind of work out, he might have to like go back to crime. Yeah,
0: and. Um... At the heart of it all is this massive, which is always a, a good thing with a feel-good film. This huge underdog story, this rags yeah, to riches yeah. tale, like you say. And Paige and her brother Zach are kind of the focal points of, of the film, because they're kind of on the same journey where they both wrestled for their dad since they were kids. You know, it's 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 their bread and butter, isn't it? You know what I mean? And and they both kind of go to have tryouts with the WWE. Is it WWE at the time? Is yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. So tries for the WWE and the NXT organization part of it, I think. And um, Soraya, as her name is at this point, gets chosen, and Zach doesn't. Mm-hmm. And obviously, then we have this kind of—they've got this really close bond, and it's—it's it's evident in the in the documentary as well. They're really, really close as brother and sister. And Zach is clearly cut up when he doesn't make the cut, and his and his sister does, and uh, and the, the story kind of really goes from there, doesn't it?
1: That's it, yeah. I mean, um, so we don't really mention the cast that much. We've said Nick no, Frost. No. Um, Florence yeah. Pugh plays Saray, who turns into Paige. That kind of her stage name. Yeah. You've got Jack Loudon who plays Zach, yeah. and I just think his performance is absolutely fantastic in this. Yeah, Florence exactly. Pugh is Agreed. is a, a really great actress, but I think the way that um, Jack Loudon really goes at this, it's it's absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and I think this lad is destined for big, big things. He's got five projects I, I, from IMDb, I, I notice, in the works, and I'm just really, really excited to see what he does next.
0: He's great, isn't he? And his accent work is really, really good. He's a good look. he, he, he sort of, he's way off what he normally plays in this film, isn't he? Like you yeah. say, that sort of chavvy look. Because if you see him in something like uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, he's quite a dashing kind of guy, you know, pretty tall, big lad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and like you say, I think he's, he is destined for some, some quite big things. Like, same with Florence Pugh, who's obviously a star, is massively on the Ascension at the yeah. minute, after being Little Women and all these things, and Midsummer, And they're both just, you know, fantastically talented young, young actors, and I, and I really can't wait to see more from them yeah definitely Yeah, you know, we've got Lena Lena Headey or Hedy uh, as uh, her mum as Soraya is it Sirea? that's her wrestling name isn't it it's Stacey Soraya but um, another again a, a stalwart if we will of, of of British cinema you know she's been in that many great films obviously known mostly now for Game of Thrones I would say yeah but um, you know uh, she's brilliant in this really kind of and when you see the documentary when you put these performances side to side with yeah. the documentary it's fantastic. And I know you could say, Oh well, sure of course it's gonna be. You've got a source material, it's just mimicry, isn't it, really? You can just mimic them. But I don't think this is the case in this. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely um, some elements.
1: Definitely. Sorry, and but, in that type of thing though, it could be very easy to fall into like a caricature of these people though. Yeah, not yeah. play it you gotta play it straight for it to be believable,
0: I mm. think. I th- I think Nick Frost has to ham it up a bit, but that's that's yeah. his they're his chops aren't they you know what I mean yeah, like he yeah. does provide the comic relief and there's a lot of very very funny moments in this I mean the opening scene for example where we first see a young Paige and a, and young Zach uh, sort of fighting over the TV remote in the in yeah. the front room aren't they and uh, Zach gets her in a headlock and then the dad walks in. he's like Oi what's going on And he's like, if you really want to choke his act, you've got to do this and do this. And then he starts sort of, instead of breaking the fight up, he starts kind of teaching them the the moves they should be doing to sort of render the other one unconscious, you know. And it's uh, it's a really good moment. And it kind of, it brings you straight into the film, doesn't it? Straight into the vibe of the film right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I think all the performances are fantastic, but... uh, Yeah. Yeah, so I think the movie really gathers pace, doesn't it? Like you say, she's... Paige has kind of chosen to go over to America, and mm. uh, the, the, then the parallels, uh, or kind of, sorry, the co- the contrast really between one, yeah. life in Norwich, and life in America. Like the people yeah. she's been hanging around with are kind of a, a ragtag, motley crew of people, <laughs> yeah. kind of outcasts. And then she goes over, and then the other people kind of audition to get into the WWE are like all kind of tall, tanned, model looking yeah, people. G- and she X-G feels, leaders and- exactly, she feels very much like an outcast. But she, mm. but the family thinks she's really loving it, destined for big things over there. But then you look mm. at how Zach is kind of coping with the the issues and the kind of the come down. It was his dream, but he wasn't successful, and he kind of gets into a bit bit of depression, really, isn't
0: he? He does, yeah. And and, and that's a even an even harder watch in the in the documentary, I would say, isn't it? With the the real guy who who does have a small part in the film as well. He plays yeah. one of the sort of low drug drug sort of gangsters, isn't he? And. Um, yeah, like you say, that that contrast is really good because you've got that side where Zach, he's he's lost out on his dream, but at the same time he's he's kind of responsible to this ragtag group of kids that they they teach to wrestle all the time, and he goes and picks them up daily in the in the little minibus that they've got, isn't yeah. he? And he takes them around, and it's, and there's really sweet elements of that story as well, and I think that's where Zach, for me, is kind of even though the film's about Paige, he's the, sort of the heart of the movie, isn't he? Yeah. You know it's his journey from kind of having the dream losing the dream and then realizing a different dream and that it's that now it's part of his sister's dream and he needs to be happy for her kind of thing you know and, and, and that arc for him I think is probably the most complete one in the whole film and yeah. I think that's where he that's where the feel-good is I think for me and I mean and I'll talk now about because obviously we're doing this as a feel-good thing I'll talk about my feel-good moments from it yeah um uh, one, just the relationship between the family that, like, especially if you've seen the documentary, that whole kind of dynamic is pure feel good for me because they, I like we said, yeah, they're a ragtag bunch, but they got big hearts, they're just like trying to make their way in the world, and I love that that aspect of it. I liked one of the kids that Zach picks up, is uh, the little blind kid, isn't he? Yeah, is the blind lad, and uh, he kind of is is always on his own and whatnot but this group of kids they take him in, Zach takes him in and they take him and teach him wrestling and there's yeah. that scene where he finally climbs onto the top rope and they sort of instructing him you know, um, via uh, directions on what to do and where he is and all this kind of thing and he jumps off the top rope and he manages to do that move uh, onto another lad. and it's just, it's so nice and they all cheer and clap and it's just a great moment uh, in the film And uh, and I think that that's probably one of the good bits for me. And on you know, that, I, I mean,
1: them. you kind of you kind of wonder how true are, are some of these stories because they're going to be embellished for mm. for the yeah. cinema, obviously. But apparently, yeah. that is true. And that kid went on yeah. to do three years worth of professional wrestling as well. The blanket, yeah. unbelievable,
0: incredible, isn't it? Yeah, incredible. So, so that's that's one of the re- that's one of the scenes I really really love. Um I love the uh scene where I mean, you've got the end, but I think that's probably both our feel good bit, isn't it? At the yeah. end. So I'll sort of I'll park that for a minute because we'll probably get onto that when when you speak about yours in a minute. Um, another good bit I like is when um, Paige and the girls that she's with in the WWE training center—they kind of like I say she's an outcast from the off. She's got this jet black, dyed black hair. She looks very gothic yeah. compared to their sort of you know girl next door sort of American dream Barbie look. And, um, you know, they're at complete odds for a while, aren't they? They, they accidentally you know, well, accidentally hit her in the face and all this, and it's a bit of rough and tumble. And she has this dynamic with Vince Vaughn, who we've not mentioned.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Vince Vaughn plays Hutch, who's the sort of training manager at the WWE, and he's a bit of a hard-ass, isn't he? Yeah. So he's been hard on Paige at this point because she's the only one of the girls with any real wrestling experience. And um, initially they don't get on, the, the sort of four of them, the three American girls and her, and then through uh, not giving up, and that kind of you know um, doggish spirit that she's got, uh, they they kind of see the best in her, don't they? And uh, realise that she's there trying to do her best, much in the same way as they are. We find out one of them's got a child who she's not yeah, seen because yeah, yeah. She, they're all chasing this same dream, and um, and I really like that. I like the, how they all become friends in the end, and they're cheering for her at the end, and you know, and that's a nice a nice touch.
1: Yeah, fantastic, nice... and that yeah, I love all that kind of thing. One thing I was going to flag up, you can't have a sports film without a montage, a little training montage, oh, and I love a bit of that. No. Obviously, yeah. um, she's going into it and she's got the wrestling experience, mm. but she's not kind of got the physicality. She's only small. In real yeah. life, Florence Speed's only like five foot four. Um, so, yeah, s- is, yeah. smaller than Paige, I think she's like five, eight, five, nine. But yeah. they really play her off against these tall, athletic mm. uh, people who she's up against. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she goes, she kind of... Um, well, firstly, she tries to fit in by dyeing her hair platinum blonde and, and tanning herself. <laughs> she looks completely out of place, even though she's kind of <laughs> almost a little bit uh, accepted, but not really. Yeah. And then she goes home for Christmas, comes back again with her black hair, kind of, right, I'm going to stay yeah. true to my roots. And that's kind of mm. when they kind of accept her isn't it? And and she yeah, yeah, obviously realizes that these guys don't have wrestling experience, so she helps them. And I think that is a real yeah. good cornerstone for her character. Yeah, it is. She kind it of is. she may realize that she doesn't look like these girls, and potentially these girls have got a better chance because they're much more marketable, much more sellable. Mm. But she's mm. like, right, I don't care. I'm still going to help you out. And I think that's what the Vince Vaughn character, Hutch, kind of sees in her and, and says, right, yeah, no she's got that extra special thing that is going to help her make it.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. And that, and that was kind of, um, that is a true part of it. She did actually dye her hair blonde for the initial yeah. tryouts and whatnot. And they, and they said, well, that's not what, why we wanted you. Yeah. You know, we wanted something different. And, that, and that's exactly what made her so successful in the WWE page, was that she was completely different. And we see it from the, the end of the film when she does her speech after winning the belt. And yeah. she's talking about, you know, this is for the outcasts. This is for people who've ever felt like a freak. And all that kind of thing. And that's what made her so, so popular is that she was kind of um she was someone who other women and other men could look up to that, you know, wasn't just this kind of picture perfect Barbie doll type character, you know, she was a rough and ready British girl from Norwich, you know, who'd lived the life of it so far. It wasn't there was no there was nothing fake about her. She's completely authentic, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that's And so. I think that's what that's what people loved and and what they aspired to, you know. I mean, so, um, if, you, if, yeah. if
1: you do see her now, though, she is a lot more polished. She's been through that very WWE so. kind of marketing machine, <laughs> so she does look quite a lot different from what she does now, from what she did look in the, in the documentary.
0: Like, like Hulk Hogan, yeah? Blonde moustache, got a moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see you with a Hulk Hogan tash, guy. It seems as you shaved off the Zoltar. Yeah. I think you need to get a Hogan stash on the go.
1: I just can't get it here, mate. I have difficulty yeah, here. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd, 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 I'd gladly die that off. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do when the biggest harms in wrestling are gonna come all over you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, what's your favourite feel good bit then?
1: I think. Well, yeah, I think it is the end, isn't it? Where she's yeah. kind of she's comes through this this training program, which seems pretty mm. quick in the film, but. In reality, it was over three years that she was in the NXT. Yeah,
0: was a long time.
1: But, um, so she's kind of selected to go ahead. And it was like, almost oh, she comes from nothing. I know the NXT is almost like uh, college basketball. It seems a bit weird over here mm. in the UK, but college mm. basketball is massive in the States. And, and mm. the NXT is very similar. It's not the main roster, but a lot of people are interested in the new yeah. up and coming. But it was almost like she, she come, come through and it was on that first night... She went up and mm. she won the belts, which is kind of a shock to everyone. She blasted yeah. onto the scene. But yeah, like you say, just because she, she froze, didn't she? And I'm not sure how yeah, real that was. Did, I, yeah. I, I have seen the footage yeah. a little while ago, but she kind of yeah. froze in the film and then overcome that. And there's like, right, no, this is my time to shine. I've got to nail this. Otherwise, yeah. this is my, will be my last and only kind of opportunity. Yeah. But she nails it. She becomes the champ. And yeah, like you say, she's then accepted, isn't she, into the, the WWE yeah.
0: family. Yeah, and there's that really nice moment just before... She has that final match where, obviously, at this point, her and Zach have been at odds because he's not been able to get over the fact that, you know, she he sees it that she's stolen his dream rather than just pursued her own, which is was was the, which was the same as his, you know, yeah. coincidentally. But he sees it that she stole his dream. He's had these issues where, he's been in the pub getting drunk. He's had a few fights and all this kind of thing. He's become a father. Uh, you know, we see a scene where he's speaking to Hutch on the phone when he sent them another tape of him wrestling, trying to get another tryout. And Hutch is saying, look, you just haven't got it. And he's like, yeah. I have got it. He's like, well, you haven't. And he's like, well, I've made promises to my girlfriend. You know, I've got a baby and all this kind of thing. And he's like, let it go, kid. Yeah. You know, let it go. But So he's sort of in the depths, really, isn't he, at that point, Zach? And then he kind of has a bit of a realisation. And near the end where we see that Paige is waiting in the changing room to go on. And we think, oh, my God, she's going to she's gonna bottle it here, don't we? Because yeah. you know, that's that arc that you're talking about there where she's froze a couple of times. and we think, oh, she's going to bottle it. She's not going to. She's not going to take her chance. She's not going to take her shot. And then she uh, has a call off uh, Zach, doesn't she? And they have that call together where they share a few memories of you know he's on about trunks where his bits fell out and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> they have a really sweet moment. And he kind of says, to her, you know you're a professional. You've you've got you know you've got to do it. It's your dream. Get out there and do it. You know I want to hear the crowd chanting your name. And then that kind of jeez her up and uh, encourages her to get out there and do it, doesn't it? And I think again that's why i think for me Zach is the heart of the film
1: yeah definitely you know
0: every moment that kind of every for me every feel good moment it's almost he's the catalyst of it yeah you know his his arc in some way is the catalyst for that feel good moment and uh, and obviously then she goes on and has that that victory and then uh, and and the rest is history and there's a really nice bit after that as well isn't there the last shot yeah in the film where She's got the belt she's she's going off and she goes down the runway back to, to the backstage area and her, the three girls are there cheering her on she sees vince fall and gives him a nod and then um she looks at the camera and she's like yeah and zach stood there holding his baby isn't he looking at the tv yeah. and it's almost as if they it's almost as if they know each other's looking at the other yeah and uh he has a, a nice smile and kind of thing and then just you know it, it ends on that nice moment with him smiling seemingly happy and then we the camera moves in on that picture of them both as, as youngsters with the dream, yeah and uh, and then it ends, and it's really nice, and um yeah, a nice sort of tie up to it, you know yeah, and very and very similar to the to the documentary yeah you know, oh, yeah they, it ends with them with them in the front room, all the family in the front room watching her watching her win the belt, and it's just you, you couldn't make it up. It's such a great story.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. And a real companion piece with the documentary, as we said. I really recommend that you watch them both to get a full appreciation. But it just reminds me of when we were well into the WWF, all those classic superstars like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and the British Bulldog. But we all know that the best wrestler of all time was Macho Man Randy Savage. What? Yeah, definitely.
0: No, 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 no. Bret the Hitman Hart was the best wrestler you having a laugh. He's easily. easily. What? Easily the best. Macho Man actually featured in the Sam Raimi Spider Man as
1: Boom Saw Muggraw. What a
0: performance. Brett the Hitman Hart. Besser is, better was, better ever will be.
1: Behave yourself, lad. Yeah.
0: Serious. I mean, I'm... Right, there's only one
1: way to settle this outside. Let's do it.
0: 12 seconds later. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you something about Macho Man Randy Savage. He's the tower of power. He's too sweet to be sour. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. You dig me, brother? Oh, yeah.
0: Bret the Hitman Heart, the best there is. The best there was and the best there ever will be.
1: Bret the Hitman Heart is just a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert that is Macho Madness.
0: Oh, yeah you nothing but a puppet, plastic, useless, wimpy, just like this guy.
1: Oh yeah! Maybe you want a taste of this?
0: Come <laughs> on! <laughs>
1: minutes later man, Joe, oh man,
0: my god man, Sar- Jesus you didn't have to do that he hit me in my good teeth <laughs> anyway so a fantastic feel good film fighting with my family check it out it's kind of not suitable for all the family I wouldn't say there's some curse words would you there's a few curse words but it is streaming now on Netflix so if you've got Netflix go and check it out right Let's move on to a classic. A classic of the feel-good sports true story genre. It's only Cool Runnings. Yes. Run VT.
1: Cool Runnings, the number one comedy in America, is number one with critics. Joel Siegel raves This Is Rocky on Ice. It goes for the gold and gets it. Cool Runnings is an action-packed comedic jail and terrifically exhilarating.
0: I can't get my helmet
1: on. Don't miss the Gotta Love It movie of the season. It's five stars and a howlingly funny tale. Oh! For Cool Runnings, rated PG.
0: So that was the trailer for Cool Runnings and you can see there the story is basically thus. Four Jamaican uh, athletes, well, three Jamaican athletes and one Jamaican friend set up the country's first bobsled team in preparation for the 1988 winter olympics they kind of uh, enlist the help of a a reluctant coach who's been done in the past for a cheating scandal and when they get to the olympics they're kind of the outsiders of the whole thing and the other teams don't really take to them and just think they're going to be an embarrassment to the sport so again uh, another fantastic underdog story and one of the best for me
1: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love Cool Runnings. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's
0: one of my favourites ever. So go on, hit me with it then. First time you ever saw it, what did you think?
1: Oh, it's just everything. It's like, I think the Jamaican accent is awesome at any time. Yeah. You just inject yeah. a Jamaican accent and you're loving it. I love the music. Yeah. I kind of Brilliant. love all, all the, uh, the colours. It's so colourful as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
0: And the lot lo- of oh, Go on. The clothing at the start.
1: I was just about to say the clothing, but also kind of the old retro Adidas uh, yeah. clothing that they've got is well good. Yeah. So good.
0: Oh, it's, it's brilliant. Like you say you, you say about the music, it's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans Zimmer does the music for this film. You sort of watch <laughs> it and thinking, is this the Hans Zimmer that did Last Samurai, Inception, the Batman films? You know, this guy known for these epic, massive scores, and here he's doing this kind of, you know, amazing sort of Jamaican-style music. It's just, ah, oh, it's just... It all just fits together perfectly, doesn't it?
1: Hans loves a steel drum. He does (laughs) love a steel
0: drum. (laughs) I mean, um, I I remember when I first saw it and I just thought, it's so funny, especially at that age, 1993, we'd have been 11. Yeah. You know, and uh, just things like, Sanka, you're dead? Yeah, man. (laughs) And it's just, it cracks up. I watched it today and it cracked me up and it it makes me laugh every single time. Do you know what else it makes me do every single time? Go on. go on you can probably guess cry probably always I'm always <laughs> crying at films and this one gets me every time yeah. at the end I'm like oh my god <sighs> it reminds me of that moment with Derek Redmond I think his, his name was and his dad when he was the, the British athlete in the 92 games or whatever it was and he, he pulled his muscle didn't he halfway through yeah. and his dad comes on the track oh. and like, oh, yeah. carries him over the line. oh my god incredible but yeah. uh, anyway let's get back to cool running so out in 1993 you know uh, a relatively unknown cast yeah. at the time and they've kind of really sort of stayed unknown apart from maybe Leon obviously John Candy is in it who's a massive star um I was and you know one of my favorites growing up as a kid and Uncle Buck you know Home Alone he's just yeah. you know planes trains and automobiles he's just the man isn't he you can't not the great I think Great Outdoors is he in The Great Outdoors? Um, it might be, be. Dan Aykroyd. I'm mixing it up. With. But anyway, but you know, one of the best, John Candy, and um, alongside Leon, um, Dougie Doug. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got this. Who plays Sanka? Uh, Leon, Leon plays a uh, Doris. Uh, is it Bannock or what is it? Bannock, yeah, Doris Bannock. Yeah. And uh, basically, he's uh, he's this kind of. He's the main character, isn't he, I, I suppose. He's the one with the, the dream that sort of pulls the others along because what happens is they, him and two, two others, Junior Beville and Yule Brenner, they play obviously on the famous actor Yule Brenner and uh, they're, they're, they're trying out for the Olympic team in the sprint. Uh, Junior Beville trips, taking out both De and Yule Brenner uh, and crushing all their dreams. So none of them make the Olympic yeah. team. Uh, he then has the idea to try and do a bobsleigh team. And uh, they enlist the John Candy character who's like a two-time Olympian from from back in the day who was uh, done in a cheating scandal for adding weights to the front of the the bobsleigh, which is legal, apparently. Is legal? It's legal to a point because there's a minimum weight. So if your team are under the weight, you can add weights if you want to to your bobsleigh to get up to that weight, apparently. But anyway, so they... they, uh, they get up a team you know initially kind of your brinner's like a massive scary dude isn't he junior bevels like a really posh kid who's come from a very affluent background and so you've got this mix of characters coming together <laughs> that just it's just perfect isn't it the chemistry is amazing
1: yeah
0: the acting is amazing and like you say the color and the the vibrancy of the the stuff that's on location in Jamaica is just fantastic and it's just it makes you feel good from the off i think this yeah. film i think it's like you just feel good all the way through yeah, for me, agreed. Always and I think true. you're
1: just straight out the gate. There's joke after joke after joke in there. Yeah. Visual puns, just loads of stuff. When they're trying <laughs> to uh, get John Candy to to coach them, and they just—I think he's in there like a bar or something. Yeah, he? he's on the radio, and then he's just like they're like hiding in the toilets waiting for him to go for a <laughs> poo, and they just jump out and say, "Coach us, coach coaches And he's playing snooker, and they're through the the window and stuff like oh, that. It's so
0: it's good, class. it's so good. And and Sankus basically gets in the team. So you've got the three sprinters. Uh, who obviously are really good, really fast, and it's never it's never really broached upon how Sanko just like a box cart driver, and who doesn't who doesn't love a box cart race? I love a box cart race in a film. Yeah, brilliant one in the Little Rascals. Another great film to watch for your kids. Uh, but um, he's just a box cart racer driver, yeah. and uh, Darius's mate. But it's never broached how all of a sudden he can keep pace with three Olympic sprinters. Darius who can run the hundred in nine point nine seconds or something. Yeah, like it's like Sanka can keep up with him, not a bother, and he's got as long as he's got his lucky egg that he kisses (laughs) (laughs) before he trays. And again, he's he's kind of in the first sort of probably well all the way through the film, but mainly in the first half, he's kind of the comic relief, isn't he?
1: Yeah, that's it. And John Candy, I mean, he's a a massive comedic performer, Mm -hmm. but in this, he plays quite a straight-laced guy, doesn't he? You don't get too much comedy from him, and he's got kind of a comedic presence. But he's mm. not really there for that kind of thing and it was kind of late mm. in his career i mean he he di- died at 43 so i mean we missed out on, on, on an incredible mm. career going forward potentially but yeah. i think he only did three kind of minor films after this
0: yeah he did uh, wagons east was the one that uh, he passed away whilst filming that and this this was his last kind of like sort of full film i think you know uh, yeah. it wasn't released posthumously this was his last one um, before he did die and um, you know what a film to to sort of pin you, you sort of you know go out on if you will for yeah. want of a better phrase um I don't mean that disrespectfully uh, what a film to go out on I mean um a massive hit for a long time it was Disney's biggest um, live-action box yeah. office success for a long long time yeah and um you know I think it's just like we say it's this true story and again it's almost like, like fighting with your family it's almost unbelievable
1: yeah, well, I think there is quite an artistic license in this film though. In There's, this one
0: there is, yeah. With the
1: two, they yeah. I mean it's just I think right, there was a Jamaican bobsleigh team. How can we kind of build this story around it?
0: Because
1: <laughs> yeah. they were enlisted from the army, weren't they? They were just they were just yeah. chosen from the army who was going to go yeah. into. It. There was no they weren't sprinters.
0: No, they were definitely were not a box car racing driver. We're <laughs> looking with a lucky. Egg. <laughs> with a lucky egg. <laughs> but you know, that's 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 Disney. And and this is kind of it's disney it's tried and tested disney this isn't it i mean if you look at it really there's not really any difference from the mighty ducks the rookie those kind of films it's a tried and tested formula for disney this you've got the underdog you've got this i mean if you if you look at mighty ducks as a comparison for example in this you've got the kind of scandinavian eastern european baddie much like the mighty who comes and he's like hey jamaica (laughs) <laughs> you will never win or whatever he says you know the mean Scandinavian guy <laughs> Eastern European Scandinavian guy which you've got in the Mighty Ducks you've got like if you look at Derice, you've got the guy who's a kind of the linchpin of the group the leader of the pack that kind of brings this bunch together you could say that's very much like Charlie Conway in the Mighty Ducks the you yeah, know, yeah. Joshua Jackson character so you've got it's pure Disney you know you know it's you know what's going to happen you know they're going to come good in the end and I think that's, like I say that that always contributes to the fact that you just feel good all the way through this film. What's your favourite
1: Yeah. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, obviously the ending, but it, like you say, these Disney tried and tested things, The ending is pretty much always the best thing. But I just yeah. like all little comedy elements all the way through. Like, yeah. first off, they they approach like the Olympic Committee for Jamaica. And they're like, right, mm. I want to start this bobsleigh team. He's like, no way. You need if you want to do it, you got to raise. 20 grand of yourself, yeah. and it's like, right, okay then. So they start going like selling kisses for a pound or something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and arm wrestling and stuff. It's like they were never, ever gonna get there yeah. until June like, turns around and goes, right, I sold my car.
0: <laughs> and this film, like like, uh, like you say, fighting with the family, this film loves a montage. Yeah, it loves a montage, because you've got that, that's a montage where they're all doing the different things, like uh, your Brenner's doing arm wrestling for a yeah. dollar, isn't he? Uh, you know, uh, they're doing the kissing thing for a dollar, they don't make any money. And uh you have the scene the the scenes where they go to try and get sponsorship and they get laughed out by every place and it's just like yeah. a quick cut compilation of people just going ah! <laughs> And if you notice, funny enough, it's the same office, they just move the furniture. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So if you look at the back wall, they basically shot all these different people in the same office and just move the chairs around and stuff. <laughs> but it's um I mean my do you know what my my favourite bits in that in it are? Obviously, again, apart from the end. Um, I really like the Junior Bevel and the Yul Brynner relationship because, obviously, initially, yeah. Junior's tripped up. He's taken Yul's dream. He's tripped him up in the in the qualifying for the sprint. He's ruined his dream of going to the Olympics. So he's ultra-bitter, isn't he? But at the same time, he's one of these guys and who, who kind of just wants to better himself. He wants to get out of Jamaica. He thinks they're all fools because they just want to live like, like Sanka, just wants to live the easy life and sit yeah. in the sun kind of thing and he wants something more, and there's that scene where they're in the hotel, him, Sanka and Junior, and uh, he's saying he wants to make something of himself and all this kind of thing and doesn't want that life, and he pulls up a picture and says, I'm going to live somewhere like this, he pulls up that picture and it's Buckingham Palace, and he doesn't know, does he? So then obviously Sanka starts laughing at him and taking the mick out of him, and he's like, the only way you're going to live there is if you marry the Queen, you know what I mean, (laughs) because it's it's Buckingham Palace, you know, and then... uh, He scrumples it up because he feels embarrassed and chucks it and then you see Junior go and pick it up and he says to Sankar he says you know if there were more guys I'm paraphrasing here if there were more people like Yul Brenner in Jamaica it would be a better place and he unscrunches it doesn't he and he goes up to him and he says you know you go and get your go and get your palace Yul Brenner and I I like that because it's at that point I think Yul then has a bit more of a an affection for Junior and then obviously you get a parallel later on where Junior has the whole thing with his dad who's very very wealthy and he's got him a, a job in a, a a brokerage place you know in, in Miami you know his life's set isn't it, he could have the easy life, loads of money etc etc but he wants this dream of being an Olympian and his dad has sent a telegram saying you know you're coming home and all this kind of thing and Junior struggles with it they go to a bar, they have a fight with well so he doesn't have a fight yet does he he gets talked down by the the evil East German or whatever he is. And then they're in the in the in the bathroom in the in the pub and Junior's kind of looking in the mirror and then Yo comes in and he says, You know, what what do you see? And he's like, I see Junior Bevel, or whatever. and he says, No, I see pride. I see power. I see a <laughs> badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody. <laughs> and they like him up to me and then they go out and have this fight. And then that's their, their thing after that, isn't it? They kind of each other's Hype man almost, and the, and the, and I really like that relationship because up to that point, Yule's kind of a closed book, isn't he? Yeah, and it really sort of brings him into the film. It brings him into the dynamic of the team a bit more, and that's what it's about. It's about teamwork, about you know, all of them following their dream together, and it's classic Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah.
1: but yeah, all the way through it, there's so many heartwarming little bits. Yeah. It's like they get to Calgary, don't they? You get to Canada. Mm and um, John Candy has to go and see his old US uh, teammates, and he's like, right, you need to help me out here. I've come all this mm. way. I've not even got a bobsleigh. <laughs> so they, he buys, like, a really cheap one, does It's all kind of dilapidated, oh, and when they go to the, 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 the slide down, and it's like, um, on the course, people are laughing at him. One, mm. the Jamaicans shouldn't be there, in their opinion, and also they've got this yeah. old dilapidated sleigh. It's like, how are you going to get down there?
0: <laughs> yeah, and funny enough, you know, that is one of the big embellishments in the film, because when they actually got to Calgary, they, the other teams welcomed them with open arms. It was nothing yeah. like it is in the film, uh, in their defence. And uh, one of the teams actually gave them a, a backup sled and everything. You know, they, it, it wasn't anything like the outcasts that they are portrayed as in the film, you know, because they turn up, they've got no gear. They're going yeah. down in their normal tracksuits and stuff like that, <laughs> and these crappy helmets that don't fit. You know, Sanka's got his dreadlocks and he has to have his helmet bumped onto the top of his head for it to fit and you know they go down in the in the sled and it's a cat catastrophe from the off, isn't it? Yeah. But like but feeding into that, one of the another good feel good moment for me is when the coach, uh, what's his name is Irvin Blitzer, isn't it? The coach's name. Yeah yeah. Irving Blitzer John Candy. And uh, he gives them their suits and their new helmets for the first time that are in the Jamaican flag colours and stuff. And I love that bit. Because yeah, they're all sat there, and he switches the lights on, doesn't he? And then they're just there, like, really nicely lit behind. And it's so good. It's so good. Because you really, at this point, you're massively, massively pulling for these characters, aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you're totally invested in them. And again, that's what makes it a real good, feel-good film, is getting invested in the characters. Because you're just, you're hooked from the off. Because there's, even Yul Brenner, who seems miserable, you know that he's, that he, deep down, he's just the guy who thought his dream was gone. Yeah, you know, much like Zach in fighting with my family, you deep down you think he's just a guy who's lost his dream, and there's there's redemption for him somewhere, and you just get hooked on these characters. Like Doris is optimism; it never never fails.
1: Yeah,
0: always optimistic. Sanka just kind of going along with it, you know. Like say the comic relief, you know, nothing seems to faze him, does it? He's just enjoying the ride, you know. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Uh, what is it? Uh, get, ooh, on get on, on up! It's bobsleigh time. <laughs> You know, and and they just you just sort of really invested in these characters, and that point when they get the suits, then they eventually get their they paint their own sleigh, don't they, and they're celebrating the fact that they qualified. Yeah. Because this is thing at ev- at every point in this film, the odds are stacked against them, even on home soil. Like you say, with people laughing at them, the um, the uh, athletic commission or whatever in Jamaica sort of almost laughing at them and thinking they're going to be an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, and the commission, or whatever they called, uh, in Calgary, the alliance. the alliance. That's the one. Yeah. Ugh, the alliance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bunch of anyway. The alliance. They're all against them. They start shifting the rules about moving the goalposts, if you will, yeah. to to make and that, things and much that, yeah. harder for them.
1: That's one of my favourite bits, and I think it's the most powerful scene in that where hmm. they they qualify, um, but and they're kind of two seconds below what they need to qualify for. So they're yeah. all loving it. They're so glad, and then. They get this letter saying they've been disqualified. Yeah. And it's like, why? So, um, John Candy's character goes in it's like, yeah, well, you've not done any uh, Olympic uh, international competitions before this. And he's like, yeah, but the yeah. the rules state that this is uh, an international competition. Like, yeah, we changed the rules. Yeah. And it's like, I can't believe that. And then, because he thinks it's it's against him because the head of the alliance was his yeah. old teammate. And he yeah. thinks it's kind of a vendetta against him for yeah. cheating it's and all having coach, the gold, medals. Yeah, the gold medals stripped yeah. from them. Um, but then that he just gives such an, an amazing uh, speech to these guys that kind of turns them around, and he just thought that was absolutely fantastic because you don't yeah. I think John candy didn't really get the opportunity to do that because it was so much comedic performances, but mm-hmm. this is just like a standout in his in his career for me, a standout yeah. scene in, in him really giving this real powerful speech
0: yeah, yeah i mean it's it's a great scene, yeah you know, and, and you sort of think like, go on, John. Just Give it him you know what I mean because he, he's putting everything on the line at that point isn't he because he's saying like yeah. you know you can you can you can hate me, whatever you can punish me, but don't punish them you yeah. know because they they've done nothing wrong, and then obviously I think it's after that then when they get the doing their suits and they the, it shows the people back in Jamaica watching them on t v and that's it, and they all cry. they his mum's crying watching them in the in a little yeah. bar thing and they and it's just brilliant scenes like they're, they're there you know they're flying the flag in in the winter olympics and Ah, oh, it's just marvelous, man. I just yeah. I love the whole film. Like it's every single bit of it's really good. And like you say, it's um, it's nice in a way that John Candy is the straight man. Yeah. Because I think if he wasn't, it would be too much, wouldn't it? Because obviously you've mm. got Sanka, you've got all the, the comic elements of, you know, the Jamaican team being in 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 there in the winter and they're freezing. And he put so for example, Sanka puts all his clothes on in the airport, doesn't he? Because he's so cold. <laughs> just puts, does his bag puts all his clothes on? If, if if you had John Candy hamming up as well, I think it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same film, would it?
1: Exactly, yeah. And I, you know. like, it's, it's talking about they when they paint the uh, the sleigh, uh, yeah. the sled when they get there. And he's like, what should we call it? And the, and goes Tallulah, and they all start laughing. And, and Sankey's like, oh, sounds like a two bit hooker. And he's like, that's my mum's name. <laughs> like, oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, where nice it comes name. from, isn't it? They,
0: they mm. call the,
1: the sled Cool Runnings, yeah, and that's cool where the runs. title of the film comes from,
0: yeah. Yeah, because it means peace be the journey. Yeah. You know? And uh, do you know, funny enough, do you know, what, do you know what it's known as in Norway, this film? Gone. Cold Buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. That's what I read. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's, that's what I read. In Norway, it's known as Cold Buttocks. Wow. Well, so there you go, so go guy. Had, you had a few cold buttocks when we were filming the prelude, didn't you, in the forest? Flipping heck, yeah. In the dead of winter. Everything
1: was cold. <laughs> Even you look I lost a couple of pieces of me in that forest. <laughs> as well as my we pride. <laughs> so
0: should we should we get on to the end? Yeah. Should we yeah. get on Fantastic. to the end? You know the the, the the culmination of the film, the culmination of this journey that the Bob bobsled team have gone on is to is it the finals?
1: The final, yeah, the, the final, final reason, run. So it's three, yeah. three days of competitions. Mm. Um, they do quite poorly in the first two, Yeah, they but do, they yeah. kind of. So the first, well, the first one's a disaster. The second one, they kind of get their game together, and the third one's yeah. like actually, the the crowd and the world is kind of getting behind these guys. They were yeah. a joke at the start, but it's like, actually, they've yeah. got a chance in this one. If they can yeah. pull everything together and have a perfect run, they could be up for a couple of medals. Yeah,
0: even, yeah. even, the, even the commentators sort of show that they've got the yeah. Jamaica <laughs> t-shirts on and stuff, don't they? And a really nice moment. So they so yeah, so they set up for the final race and uh, obviously at this point, everyone's thought they were just going to be an embarrassment to the sport. They're going to be last, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, it transpires that they're pretty good. Their sprint starts are really good. Uh, De taken to steering the cart down the track like a Doctor water isn't he in the yeah. film and um they start off on the run they're flying down i think they're going at world record pace at one point yeah they're going at world record pace and then all of a sudden there's a mechanical malfunction with their aging sled yeah and uh, the dream comes crashing down and they come around the corner and it's quite well first off i was going to say it's quite graphic it looks really painful as their helmets are sliding across the ice doesn't it and all that kind of and they're crushing against the wall and they use the real footage from um, the original race uh, the original crash footage they use it obviously the close-ups are reshot and all that kind of thing but the, orig- the the crash footage is the original footage of the team doing it yeah and uh, so they come it comes crashing down the dream stops there within sight of the finish line and then we have that fantastic moment where Darice says I've got to finish the race yeah and they get out of the sled all four of them hoisted up on their shoulders as the medics and all that are running towards them thinking they're going to be you know catastrophically injured they hoisted up on their shoulders and they walk the sled across the finish line and then we get the moment where the horrible east german or whatever he is begins the clap yeah of, of respect for him and he's like it's like the most rigid clap i've ever seen and then everyone else everyone else starts doing a few rigid claps and you think is this some sort of weird slow clap then it starts like okay and then everyone starts getting involved and you see obviously junior bevel's dad is there after they've had a prior to this we didn't mention he's come and he said look you're coming home you're not doing this yeah yeah you've i've got a job for you you're not you are not. this is a joke this this is no dream this is a joke and junior says i want to be an olympian blah blah so then his dad obviously comes around to the idea he's proud of his son and you see him at the at the finish line with his he's got his t-shirt on isn't he, and all that kind of thing and everyone's clapping and it's just it's wonderful isn't it even yeah. though they didn't win and i think it's you know obviously like you said there is creative license taken in this film if they'd have gone so far as to have them win yeah. it would have ruined it it would, it would have ruined it wouldn't it <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, that is, that is my big takeaway from this, from this story and how it's told. They mm. lose, but they win.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, they're going to be heroes forever, aren't they, back home in, in yeah. Jamaica. You know, they've they've proved themselves. They've shown that, you know, no matter where you start from, you can achieve a, an almost ridiculous far-flung dream. You know, yeah. never give up, you know, all that kind of thing. And that's, again, this is what we love about a feel-good film, isn't it, Yeah. That's it's it, often man. it's often an underdog story, and everyone loves an underdog story because at some point in our lives we've all been an underdog, haven't we? Yeah. You know, and you've all had to sort of you know knuckle down and and crack on, get on with it. We're underdogs now, aren't we are yeah? in in the world exactly. of YouTube. In yeah, the YouTube trying world. to
1: re- wrestle away some views from our big competitors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we need to carry a like a camera over some sort of made up finish line or something. But you know, carry I was like thinking this- it
1: was the lycra. So. Next episode, I've got some skin tight lycra. Give it a go,
0: mate. You were saying that in the School of Rock one as well. I think you're desperate to get in a bit of lycra. (laughs) I want to do it when we're out of
1: lockdown, so I can go and show people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm not standing next to you in lycra. Not again. Not again.
1: Well, there you go. Both both of these films are fantastic. Yeah, we recommend you go and watch them. Now, next week, we've not got a solid plan, have we? So what we want you guys to do is to Mm. get onto our social media. We are at The Davis Locker on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell us what you want to see us feature on the next Feel Good Film Series episode.
0: Yeah. And don't forget, like and subscribe to our channel. You can also get onto www.davislocker.com find out all our old content that we've done. We've done loads of stuff at the minute so far. We've got loads of cool things. If you like special effects, you like Star Wars, you like bit back to the future, go and watch the prelude which was the first ever thing we ever did to launch the channel. We love it, don't we mate?
1: Yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, we try to sandwich as many movie references as yeah. there's over 50 in there. So if you're Oops. eagle-eyed, I mean, you've got time on your hands so you can do it on quarter speed on YouTube to try and find <laughs> every single one.
0: <laughs> we're not the best to look at on quarter speed, though. No. You know no. what I mean? You want to fast-forward our faces, I think, pretty much. But, <laughs> but yeah, and if, if, if you want to listen to us, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify so Let's you know there's a, a whole wealth of outlets that you can uh, either listen to our voices or look at our uh, faces <laughs> so it's the lesser of two evils really isn't it, <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> but um yeah next week we don't know what we're going to do do we mate
1: no so we want to take your suggestions as chris says on social media or in the comments below here on youtube please let us know and that about wraps it all up doesn't it
0: pretty much mate so Look after each other, stay safe in this mad, 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 mad world. Rest assured there will be another side to it and we'll gear out clean on the other side and we'll all be uh, back to a little bit of normality. But until then, look after each other, stay safe and we'll see you soon.
1: See ya.